Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the working that is Chrononauts Chronicles. My name is Bill, and I am joined this week by two of the other Prime Chrononauts. We will hear from them in just a moment. But first, I did want to mention off the bat that the show is sponsored by mysticalwares.com. And looking at the old Farmer's Almanac this week for upcoming events and energy happenings to be looking out for. Um, just a side note, I did learn that there is there is a old Farmer's Almanac and then a Farmer's Almanac. Two different publications. Uh, the old Farmer's Almanac was started in 1792, and I believe the Farmer's Almanac was in 1818. Uh, both have a very good track record, I believe, in, in predicting weather events and such, but uh, I didn't know that there were two Almanacs until just a few moments ago. So, uh, yeah, we've been using the old, specifically the old Farmer's Almanac. And so it looks like on Wednesday, the uh, the Moon and Mercury are going to be conjunct, and there will be an occultation of Jupiter and the Moon. And that's a new word and abbreviation for me, so I had to look that up. And uh, occultation means an eclipse of a star or planet by the Moon or another planet. So, learn something new check that off for the second segment but i won't that's cheating but uh anyway uh, ascension thursday is coming up and uh, on that day uh, you the uh, moon and uranus are conjunct and then uh, friday we have we have a new moon on friday so that's a quick look at the almanac and uh, the next segment that uh, we like to do here on the show has to do about gratitudes and uh, the point behind uh, this segment and it is uh, i don't know issued with a challenge i guess because uh, we want to do more than just meet once a week here and talk about something that we're grateful for. The idea behind it is to uh, perpetuate that state and to uh, persist in it continually throughout throughout our lives and throughout the week and such. So uh, I guess I'll go first uh, to start off with, and then I'll kick it to Derek, and then we'll hear from Ben. Uh, but uh, this week, uh, I decided to be grateful for trash removal. And this is because uh, we are getting a a new deck installed so the contractor rented this big dumpster that we've had out in our driveway for a week now and uh, as you may recall we uh, recently constructed a buckwheat hole mattress so we have a, a queen-size mattress and box spring set to get rid of that we're no longer using and uh, we were able to toss that in the dumpster and have it hauled away for free which is super convenient because being out in the middle of nowhere, basically, we would have to rent a, a truck or something and take it to the dump ourselves. But hey, we got the uh, luxury of a huge dumpster, so took advantage of it. That's super uh, convenient. And uh, yeah, just trash removal in general, because uh, and it wasn't too long ago, I believe, that that was a, it was not a common thing to have. You know, I'm not uh, certainly, you know, I mean, never in I, I always remember trash removal being around but you guys might might differ but i know that the house i'm currently in was built in 79 uh, and there is a huge trash dump from the 80s out back of the property there's actually a, a shower tub buried back there that we found and uncovered but uh anyway yeah just uh trash removal super convenience modern luxury that i know that not everybody has and i guess it's been a relatively recent uh, recent development in 
this part of the world. So uh, that is my gratitude. Do you guys have any thoughts on trash removal, or do you want to just share something something else completely different? That's okay. I was going to say, I can add that to my list of gratitudes as well, because that's a good one. Um, I do have a different one I wrote down here, but yeah, and that's kind of nice, because I used to live um, in a nearby city where I did not have trash removal, so I'd have to separate mine um different ones and then take and haul it off all sorts of things um and you get you learn a whole lot more because you realize not everything's as air quotes here recyclable as they say um and even just the lid on this i'm not going to draw this out too long here but you know so many different things that i had to nitpick um there's a big realization that darn near nothing's recyclable i mean i'm not saying nothing but most of it wasn't because they blended different things with it even clothing there was plastic in it i found out it was odd um but i'll jump in my gratitude real quick uh the and because i always i'll just be totally honest i usually get caught off guard when we jump into this and i hear you saying okay time for gratitude i'm like oh so i'm like okay what's happening here so i'm in you know behind the scenes muted going okay what's happened well and why i'm kind of pointing that out is because i draw from what happened an hour ago and, and many times before that um People, so I'm talking about, again, Mr. Quarters, because that's where I'm at, our store here. Um, it's the people that come in, because I, I see such a, a wide range of understandings that, that individuals have or customers that I like the ones that are coming in opening up. For example, um, a lady and her son came in yesterday, I think it was, um, asking about Shanghai. You know, we talk about this all the time. But they didn't understand any of the woo-woo metaphysical stuff. It was all science. Um, but they were willing to hear some of it. Some of that what i you know make fun of calling woo woo as others do um and but and they were receptive so uh yeah i'm, I'm just grateful for people that will come in and not just and they in the head they say okay crazy guy crazy as hell talking about a magic black rock you know who knows what they're thinking but no they came back with legit questions um listening to what i was putting out so um that's kind of my bigger point that more and more people are being open to um you know the metaphysical aspects of reality as you can kind of call it yeah that's that's awesome it's always really encouraging to hear the stories about people being open-minded and wanting to learn more or at least being you know like open right to be redundant to uh expanding their knowledge base especially nowadays it gives you a little bit more faith in humanity right yeah exactly oh yeah and i see it every day in here Ben, did you have a gratitude this week? Um, you know, I, I, I did adopt the uh, attitude of gratitude, I guess is an easy way to put it. But um, a year and a half ago, maybe, maybe more. Um, and it is the first thing I say every morning on uh, put my feet back on the ground um it's just a, a quiet thank you and it's interesting because i find myself um finding the the little things all day long now that I've, I've it's been part of my practice for as long as it has and uh yeah it's Today was today was a good day. There were there were many many things that I whispered thank you for. So can't really put my finger on it. Right now. 
Oh, that's 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 the whole point is just to uh, be in love with everything around you because when you're in a good mood, that's all you're going to be receiving back, right? And I love the the morning gratitude practice. I I am not the best at doing it right away, but I remember a good tip I heard from I believe it was Joel Cochran, who I interviewed on Thirteen Questions, and he said that what he does is he puts his hands up in the morning like right when he wakes up and you're lying on your back right and then because you're, you're putting them up because you're like yeah it's gonna be a good day and you, you do that and of course you can get a stretch into if you want i did that for for a little bit and yeah doing it right off the bat is definitely a good good way to set the tone for the day and yeah, like you were saying it allows you to just get gratitude out of the, the little things like the other day i was was walking through my backyard and i had a t-shirt on that had this you know had a picture of trees on it and i had to duck underneath this mulberry tree branch to get because i was walking the dog and it's downhill and dog was downhill and i'm further uphill and i'm tall and this tree is at a weird angle but anyway my shirt got caught on it and i just caught myself laughing because i have a tree shirt that got caught on a tree i don't know it's just a little little things little stupid things like <laughs> but yeah, so that 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 was uh that was the first the first segment, um, and yeah, like I said, the idea here is just to uh, a reminder and a, a pattern. I use it as a pattern breaker, really. Like when when uh, I'm getting ready to prep for the show and I haven't thought of gratitude and need to think of one, I, I catch myself, you know, getting feel myself going into that flow state that gratitude creates. You know, the heart and brain coherence, and it works. Like it works, guys. It's fun, actually, when you're trying to think of a good one because you spend like a longer time in that state. That's a really good point. You're right. Yeah, I need to remember that. It's a little tough. My, I am in overdrive all the time, especially running the store and, and just doing, I'm not getting all that, but just it, it, it's a lot running the retail store, of course, and then just the interactions every day. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been super busy myself and we're all busy with, with everything going on in our lives. So speaking of that, on that note, being busy, uh, moving on to the, the second segment, I guess I wanted to, to update not, not, not I do have an update, but that's uh, coming later, but, uh, the new business, the second segment, I started a new book. So I just, I wanted to talk about this, uh, the, the new psychology by Charles F. Hannell and actually started reading this book on Ben's recommendation. And this guy uh, apparently was the inspiration, one of the, the inspirations behind uh, Napoleon, Dyn Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon Hill's writings. And, um, oh, who's the other guy? Um, it slips my mind, but he, he's a, an influencer from way back in the day influencer of the influencers that we all know about today really and uh yeah derek ah, i'm slipping well what uh i was going to connect that to new business because you had made a comment about oh slowing down oh yeah yeah so um i actually bought three books by charles in, in one so the first one is the master key system which is the one that he's pretty well known for at least the one that uh i heard him about through first and uh come come to to find out upon reading actually starting to read the book it is a, a series of 24 i think it's 24 week 
exercises, uh, meditations, and he has bullet points about whatever the topic is, right? And then uh, there's a question and answer section at, at the end. And each week he gives you an exercise to to practice, to get good at, and to you know further further your progression along your spiritual path, right? And the first week's exercise is all about just sitting still and not trying to control your thoughts, but just just being just being, right? Period. And uh, that's definitely something I don't I don't do as often as I know I should or want to anyway. But uh, that that is a tricky thing because. Um, you don't really have to spend, at least I don't think you do, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, I don't think you, you, you need to spend an exorbitant amount of time in meditation. I think that uh, if you overthink it, you're actually doing more harm than good. What do you, what do you think? Well, I, I mean, for what it's worth, um, for me, it's, um, I think it's relative to each person, of course. So it depends, you know, for some, it's a great thing and longer, um, I and I'm not dissing it, but I don't do it. I have done it. I don't do it regularly, and it hasn't uh, slowed me down. Um, I got to check this audio because let me. I'm not sure I was even broadcasting this whole time. Um, it's a little odd that this that we're going to get a new radio station, like I said before, um, for internet. But I think it was kind of chopping us, um, at least separating me. But anyway, we should be there now. But I was saying, um, as far as the meditation thing, uh. I don't have time. I I do it, but it's different because when people think meditation, they think, oh, you you sat down for this amount of time and you struck this yoga pose and you held your breath or did that. And and I'm not dissing any of those things. They're all great. Um, But that's not how I do it. I do it differently. And that's, I'll jokingly say, just coming out of fifth gear and going into fourth gear. That's about the closest to that type of meditation someone like me is going to get. But it it is a benefit to do, to even slow down that, that little bit. Yeah, in the, in the time frame from everything that I've been uh, reading lately, that's been suggested as a time. Like even Neville Goddard is is it's only like a, a cat nap's worth of quote unquote meditation time. And even Charles Hanel's, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but H A A N E L, his recommendation was you know, only 15 minutes. So it's not like these people are. are I, I haven't heard a, a practical recommendation of somebody saying, yeah, do an hour a day. Like, that, that can be when you're going to bed at night. So if it takes you 15 minutes to get to sleep or 10 or 20 or not, whatever, that's your meditation time and or the morning. Right. And that, that uh, they, uh, those in-between sleep and awake states, like those hyp- is it hypnagogic states, like you can uh, access, like you can, that's where you can lucid dream more, I think. Like that's in my experience, you're able to kind of hop back in to, to dreamland if you're still you know, not all the way awake yet. The oh, yeah. state of consciousness. You can do a fake unit for conscious anyway. So don't even limit yourself by thinking that. Because I you know, I was loosely call it remote perception, you know, they like to call it remote viewing, but no, it's perception. You can do it all. All your chakras and senses can be active, not just sight. Um, but I've done it either way, jumping back into dreams or being that oh halfway asleep, halfway awake. Because I used to think that too, that you have to be right there or this, and then I realized no, I can do it a different way. Um, so I'll just say it's, it varies, um, for each of us. Yeah. Being able to go ahead, Ben. Well, I was just going to say, I'm on the other end of the, of the pendulum swing on that because, um, I'm of the school of, if you don't have 
time to meditate for 15 minutes, that means you need to meditate for an hour. <laughs> and, and if I have spent days at a time in meditation, um, to where it has just become part of like, like the gratitude practice, I will find myself chanting throughout the day. Um, if I'm doing something that's repetitive, I'll definitely get into a rhythm, pay attention to my breath and allow just all the thoughts to just slip through, not focus on any of them. Um, noting the ones that need to be, but, um, really everything can become a meditation. Driving meditation is one of my favorites. Uh, shower meditation every time stating intention, um, uh, upon exiting the shower. Um, there really can't, I mean, walking, uh, if I find a labyrinth, a labyrinth in town, that's my new favorite spot, you know, um, I have found a lot of benefit of adding it to my daily practice. Yeah, it's never a, a bad thing to spend, you know, if if you have the ability to to spend that amount of time to to reach that space. But once you do reach that space, like you were saying, like you you're just kind of flowing there. So and, and existing and moving moving forward in the in the gratitude space, you know, field, right? So it is, how long does it take you to get to that space, though? It's like, like you were saying, it's pretty much immediate right after you wake up. And you don't, I mean. Well, and that's, that's part of it is, is the more you do something, right? It's a practice. The better you get. So for me to find that stillness is, I'm about three breaths away. Um, I was not reacting earlier to anything you guys were saying. I just um, all of a sudden had a lot of chaos out in front of me in the 3d and i caught myself reacting to it and i had to take a few breaths you know to get back into the space um my world has gotten a lot busier lately as summer's coming in the, the lake is waking up and there's a lot of activity that hasn't been around for quite a few months um it's really changed the vibe around here um, that was an interesting little exercise I just found myself in. Was that eating? Could you tie that into? I don't know if you took anything personally, but that's the agreement that we're covering in the third. Mm. But no, not just, not at all. I I mean I can't get mad at kids having fun on a wave runner, you know. But the timing of it was interesting. It was I was about to press unmute and and add something to the conversation, and you know, all of a sudden there's a circus in front of me even playing country music so when they put radios on wave runners that's crazy anyway yeah it's grumpy old man um I'm kid it's, well and i i you know i just got back from from a hard day of work and haven't had time to meditate properly um if there is a proper way to do it i don't believe there is you just do it and then you start getting better at it, you know, but, um, I haven't had time to, or didn't take the time, I should say, to sit down and, and breathe and center. So I guess I'll do that now. 
Well, the other thing that came to mind is like all all of these authors and and you know great thinkers they have these books that we read and formal formulas that they give, but these these are really all just rec- these they're all beginner courses. You can think of it. This is just a suggestion to get you started to on the path. So it gives you something to build off of, right? They're they're just recommendations. There is no, you know, quote unquote right or wrong, but it gives you a system if you want to follow. Like Charles has got twenty four, you know, a twenty four week system if you if you want to do that. And there's there's plenty of other people like uh like you you could break up um Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people. You could break that up into a, you know a class if you wanted to, right? And that gives you certain steps, practices to do, things to stuff you know stuff to think about and ponder on, right? Meditations, so to speak. So yeah, the the more information that we can, the more sources we can draw from, the better. And it's fun when you can draw you know parallels between the two. Not parallels because uh, that's not the right word. They intersect. It's they're they're connecting. They're all really talking about the same thing. Like uh, reality transurfing, Neville Goddard sounds like Charles, you know, was you know up there too. I don't know too much about the guy yet, but uh, well, and and in the idea of of co-creation and you know working with God or the universe or whatever you want to say there, um, if you are asking of right, that's that's a prayer. So you really to, to not be rude, in my opinion, you need to take the time to be able to hear the answers. And that's what, that's what I've found in meditation. Is that's, that's really when you can get, you know, fully connected with that higher self cord back to source. And, you know, that's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of value for me in that in that connection yeah speaking of hearing quote unquote unquote, the voice you you had shared with me a piece of advice to try to be open to that when you're surrounded by birds and to not like super pay attention focus on the noise that the birds are making the singing right but just to uh be more catch yourself to be if you can catch yourself right to be more aware in those moments if you can get out to a quiet place and hear the birds but is that uh, it's go ahead. it's a lot like the breath work for me too it's it's you find that clarity in the space in between yeah so speaking of birds Another uh, another update. I'll bring this up. I don't know if I said this last week or not, but the hummingbirds came back around finally up in Michigan. So it seems like uh, spring is in full swing. Oh yeah, I was actually for speaking of spring. Sorry to jump around here, uh, but I was going to say for my gratitude before I came up with the trash one. That just happened today. But I was actually able to take my socks off and stand on the grass the other day. The uh, the last frost of the year was about two weeks ago, I believe, or maybe it was last week up here in Michigan. We have a very short growing season, and it's cold, right? So we don't get to wear shorts and sandals too much. But uh, yeah, earlier on this week, I actually got to go barefoot. First time barefoot, I think, since you know winter hit or fall of last year, right? So yeah, grounding, grounding is it's an electron transfer. It's it's physics. We're I think our bodies are more physics 
physics first, right? And then and biology second. But do you have any favorite grounding methods, anybody? Hugging trees or Well, and with the gardening season coming in and getting your hands down in that dirt too. Um and yeah, you know, feeling the energy of the plants you're working with and everything around you at the time. No, I agree. And I, I actually do, do go the whole hands on the tree thing because I live here in the Cascade mm. Forest. And yeah, it's, you know, you both know that's totally legit. And I drive out to the woods, just did it the other day, and uh, just take off my shoes, go out there, and oh, yeah, hug a tree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been uh, making it a point. You know, I've eaten lunch out day, outside every day, um, just taking a break in the, in the middle of the day, wherever we're working. And, uh, the lake I'm on is surrounded by a lot of very old oak and maple and cottonwood. I just try and find the biggest one that's close by and go lean up against it, you know, say hello and, and have a glorious break in the day and really feeling that energy exchange. And I, I believe getting a boost, you know, to carry on with the labors of the day after that. Yeah, it's all, it's not even all woo woo. It's science as well, because you know, it's, and you guys know that so it's we're going energy flow, and yeah, you literally can do do just what you said. Lean up against the tree, and you will have an energy boost. And then the more you relax and you know lean into it, on however you know we each understand that, the more we can get. And that's that's what I do too. My ears are ringing now when you talk about the meditation thing and find. Uh, I forget how you said it, Ben, but it was really good. Um, but basically, the in between things and that's what i do on this when i i'll just make fun of it the psychic thing when i do sessions i just go really really fast at that and it's because otherwise i'm vesting myself and getting you know in the story and i don't do that so it just mm-hmm. it can it is something and i don't have a, a nothing he's asking but a set way of explaining it but it's something i've honed over the years being able to turn it on instantaneously and then have the stuff come in and it's all i can really say to verbalize it is I realized it was a thing and it can be done. And then I stopped struggling and it came easier. So it's kind of like learning to ride a bike, you know, quit focusing on the pedals, the handlebars, not just go with the flow and it goes easier. Um, whatever that's worth. Yeah. Nothing's ever easy if you're struggling, right? <laughs> there you go. I mean, um, and yeah, at, back at that energy exchange with the trees, you know, I've, I've worked um, shamanically with Oak specifically for about a year now um and damn it if some of them aren't hilarious i mean that's a it's a really good companion for for a quiet lunch so yeah i've been I, and years i don't remember how many years ago it was but i i did interactions with trees but not to the degree i did in the in, in the redwood forest when i was out there shungai gifting i mean it was a 27 foot around um tree so it was a big one of course in a redwood so it was um yeah and the the chakra uh flushes i'll say you know the heart chakra lighting up and then actually things started communicating and i'm talking about you know just like and i know you get it ben as well and bill um but that's what they straight up do they are for those listeners that maybe i think all our listeners get it but they are straight up conscious entities and they do communicate full conversations and that's not a joke and no you're not going to hear it you know a mouth opening like some weird animation thing um but there's no doubt about it because you don't just hear it you you 
feel you perceive it on all levels so it's even more real than conversing with another person i would say because it's you you pick up on it on so many levels so speaking of perceiving with other senses beyond the five that we're all you know familiar with and and taught in school and domesticated with and, and educated on right the the other ways of perception like ben or derek i have this question of, of both of you i guess but when you guys are able to receive these messages like and i don't know if you physically hear a voice or is it your own voice in in your head or is it like it's not a physical uh, sound right it's it's a thought right so it's i'm assuming it's this is more telekinetic but is it does it sound like you or does it sound like somebody else or can you you just know because of the the the, the frequency feels right like what is that like i don't know if that making sense at all but you you are making sense in as much as one can when speaking about this kind of thing and it for me it really depends on the energy itself um i have uh, the language around this gets tricky but you know possession is something and i knew um once i once i found out about it and figured out how that how that was operating in my world um there was a different tone to the voice so it what i could tell there was something different there it wasn't my voice and i was working um in met through with meditation and and a few other methods um to really hone in on the the voice of my soul right the higher self whatever you want to call it but so it the whole idea of know thyself right and what is your energy and what is not your energy and there was difference in tone and frequency for sure which was noticeable in the even in the not your energy um specifically if i had energies attached to me or um you know cracks cracks in my in my auric field that would get filled up with other energies um and it was uh some initiatory kind of training through higher self that was that was getting me there um and it really did help you know hone in on and tune into to my frequency so i know what is mine and what isn't and but again like i said it depends on the energy itself so if it's just a piece of a, a, a disembodied spirit that comes in a lot different for me than um say a message from from source or one of the ascended masters or something like that um i don't know i'm starting i'm starting to turn some corners on a lot of these ideas and arguments um on my path right now so i'm a little hesitant to get too detailed about it but i could tell um and it's not just um you know the the telepathy with that you experience with 
with a lot of these energies there was a definite um there was movement to it i guess is the best way to put it No, that's, I, yeah, the, in answering your question uh, from my perspective, too, no, a lot of it's uh, definitely similar to exactly what Ben was saying. Um, and then for me, too, it's I guess that that is a good way to put it. Is you can say energies, entities. Um, but when I pick up on it, it's it, it, the whole gambit. So I can hear it, and that sort of freaking me out at first because you'd actually hear the tones, the, the frequencies here in three, so straight up like a person in the room. Um, and that was, and then all of a sudden it would, as my understanding expanded, then they didn't have to try and meet me in 3D so much. So I would meet them and we'll just call it the metaphysical densities for another way of communicating it. So as I did that, then it was easier for them to communicate. So then it would be more etheric. So it'd be in your imagination level. And of course, as we've all said, your imagination is real. I love using that word, but most people screwed around it. Because that's the easiest way for us to wrap our heads around it, that that is a frequency level. Both my ears are ringing like crazy right now, just doing that. And I know Ben knows what I mean. That's all just Tony Well, and Bill, Bill brought up the hypnagogic state, right? That yeah. Neville Goddard talks about a lot. And that is how I perceive that space. Where we're, we're meeting the, the energies, you know, mine and whoever else's is meeting there in that hypnagogic um space in between and imagination is just as good a word for it as anything else um it's not quite the dream space right it's not the astral it's somewhere else yeah and, yeah it's real subtle because it comes in when i again when i do that i, I just call it psychic thing it's yeah. i don't steer anything it's going to flow you know listen to your spider senses gut instincts it's subtle it comes in fast um yeah i don't drive well, this well, and what, what helped me a lot, um, specifically when I first started um, working with, with my higher self, right, before um, the, the energetic and physical merge, you know, um, a lot of people use the video game uh, analogy for reality, and it is um, very much like your higher self is is looking down, um, watching, and playing the game, and then it you know when that energy merges in your physical, it it's more of a uh, first person experience. So to get that process started, one of the things I was meditating on a lot is the who is Eckhart Tolle. Uh, you are not your thoughts. It was either him or Alan Watts or, you know, all of those guys. Everybody, I mean, they they all are, are saying the same thing on a different frequency, basically. But you are not your thoughts, right? You are the one listening to your thoughts. And wherever those thoughts are coming from, be it your own patterns or ancestral, you know, DNA kind of memory stuff, or somewhere else entirely you know you, it it helps you discern where those frequencies are coming from and it's uh it was interesting because as i was separating those out you know um 
I worked exclusively with, with several different quote unquote spirit guides in the beginning and you know, their voices, um, would shine through a little brighter and usually lead to a better outcome. Um, a lot, a lot going back into the, you know, the four agreements, um, being impeccable with your word and carrying out doing what you say you're going to do that kind of thing um that was the guidance there and you know whether or not it's a another version of you doing it you know from a, another reality or it's um you know i worked with the ghost of ernest hemingway a lot i seemed like it was him for sure I have yet to read any Hemingway, I will admit. <laughs> yeah. Big let down, I know. Um but yeah, the that that the you are not your thoughts, that ties perfectly into um not tasting not taking things personally, uh, that Don the agreement that Don Miguel Ruiz talks about, because um even within like our own opinions about ourselves, we don't have to agree to those because we have the power to change that right and you know we'll get into that later but um you mentioned the tones change and you also mentioned possession and those two things uh made me think of channeling right because you, you see these i mean there's videos of them all over the place the, the person will have like their normal voice right and then they will be suddenly possessed by an et and then their voice will change tone and then they will like be channeling whatever message right and i know like does that uh when i don't know what i'm asking here but i know that it's a choice that you can you can make to allow that to happen or not is it isn't is yeah. within your own mind too because i know that within private conversations that that derek and i have had that's he you've derek has had uh you know somebody i don't know who it was tried to to speak and Derek said, you know, said no, because that's not how we roll, right? But, like, does that, I mean, this is, these are all just instances and evidences that are piling up to, to where it really does seem that, you know, the, these messages and, and such can mm -hmm. get through. But, yeah, I don't know about the, how can, is there a way to, to tell if someone, I mean, I guess you just use your intuition, right? But, yeah, I don't know. I've always been. To tell, uh, what about them? I don't know. Uh, just uh, approaching things with a healthy dose of skeptic skepticism, I guess. Oh, for sure. But I've been used to doing right ever since uh, my experience with Catholic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, question, question you know, for everything. It just seems seems far fetched, but the more that I read and discover it, I guess it's it's not. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that. Well, well for, I, for his possession, you mean? Or like, cause uh, yeah, communicating, yeah, and channeling, like if oh, all that, oh yeah, yeah I mean, I got BS and all that for who knows how many decades of my life. I'm like, oh sure, you're talking to dead people. Yeah, I made fun of all that again. I'll make fun of myself, and I couldn't have been more wrong because now I do it for a living, and it's, it is it is what it is. Um, and it, and as I just went with the flow, like I said, uh, went more into it, it got clearer and then more stuff happened 
Um, so I would say, I'd suggest anybody out there, don't think for a second that you're not able to, and by the way, it's already scientifically proven anyway, it's called telepathy, and you guys already know that. Um, now, we like to call it different things, this, that, and the other. And by the way, you don't have to be incarnate to be telepathic, whoever said that, and that's not a thing either. So you don't have to be in a physical body to communicate. So it just it's always a play of words down here and then how people spin it. But I mean, you can communicate, animals communicate. That's been, again, scientifically proven. Not that anybody needs a scientist to dub something legit. In fact, kind of the opposite. But no, it has been shown and, and, and or, you know, tested on many levels. Um, and it does get stronger, the communication thing. You don't go anywhere. I'd, I was on a podcast yesterday and somebody brought up or asked a question. They're talking about the pyramids. They used them for uh, to live, to become immortal and live forever. They're talking about the uh, different kings, just different individuals. I'm like, what are they even talking about? You're already immortal. That's a, it's, it's called a, a spirit, a soul, you know, whatever word you want to say. I'm like, so, and then, by the way, why would you want to be immortal, air quotes here, in that same vehicle called a body for that? I mean, that doesn't even make sense on any level. That shows you that their understanding, and I'm showing you about, I'm showing my fingers together about a quarter inch apart there, is that much of reality. Again, trying to, because you are already immortal and they just haven't realized that. So it's, it's again, it's just an understanding that, that limits you or lack of. But I hear, I think I hear what you're, another part of what you're asking, Bill, and you know, when you see um, someone else channeling um, messages from, you know, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He channels Melchizedek, right? Um, Paul uh, Selleck, something. Anyway, um, he does allow that energy to uh, not take over or not possess but work through him right he is the vessel for that energy on earth for that period of time um but you do need to i mean you start working with spirits you need to go in there with with some skepticism um make sure they are who they say they are kind of thing and that's for me that was part of the 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 fun of it is when you can have the spirit give you confirmation you know that that is who we're working with um and you know i don't want to say it is it is sort of play it's sacred play but it um it's a new way to play the game right and where that energy comes from is entirely up to you and how you approach it um conjure it summon it whatever you're doing right whatever lineage you're following um because a lot of them have pretty strict rules on how they operate um some don't <laughs> really so but it is it is up to you um at, to approach it with caution um but it's <laughs> There's there's a lot of a lot of schools of magic out there that will give you a lot of warnings and they should be heeded in my experience um learning the hard way in in some extent but 
there is there is a certain amount of it is it is a new way to play with reality and for me it's it's opened up a lot of different doors and completely changed my approach to life in general and how i go about walking down the street and interacting with other humans so and i to you know upon reflection it's made me better at playing the game yeah some of the i mean i've read readings of, of you know channeled readings or and, you know books like the book of seth i think seth is, a, is, a, is an entity that was channeled ra the book, uh, and who did the law of one and then uh, i think that uh, ra stopped and then they switched over to quo and quo is a different entity that is still channeling the same with the same group of people that ra started i think it's the love and light something or the other i can't remember off the top of my head but the the, the messages seem to be i mean the messages are always constructive and again i don't see anything wrong i mean they're talking about love and how to get along and all these good things but i guess the thing that makes me skeptical is if somebody's too theatrical about it is a guy because that's where it throws up a red flag mm. i guess I don't know, and, and, go ahead well it's just how they're playing the game as far as i can see it um and really for me it led me back to you know the oneness of everything everything is connected we are all one right and that's that for me that's where it led so it makes it easier i don't um i don't do as much uh working within uh ceremony and and ritual as i did the past few years um just kind of I mean, it's all out there. I still do a lot of witchcraft every day, but it's not spirit work necessarily. It's more intention work these days. And, uh, but it's, it, I'm at a loss for words, probably for a good reason about it. It's, it's something to, to approach with some caution for sure. It will, uh, flip your reality upside down. Um, and that's that's what it asks, you know, first to to go through that alchemical process that they'll that you go through and all the initiation with it that's tied into it. You know, you gotta get burned down to nothing first. So if you're in, if you're um, content and happy with how your reality is, um, probably just keep rolling with it. You know. But if you want some change, it'll change. Okay. There. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's fun. Fun stuff to ponder and think about. But uh, going going back to trees real quick, the uh, I have seen some interesting videos about super sentient plants, and there are some specific ones about trees. In particular, that they're moving across the earth. There's one I'm thinking of that you could see, like the trunk connects to the ground, and then it, you know, it's just moving along the ground, and there's a pile of earth behind it. Pretty, pretty uh, unnerving. But uh, that's not the first time that I've heard about that idea. I believe J.R.R. Tolkien 
has a, a race of tree people, ants, ants, they're called ants, E-N-T-S, in, in his books, in his mythology realm that he created, right? So he had to get the idea from somewhere. But uh, do you guys, offhand, do you know anything about sentient trees? <laughs> Other than that they are conscious and they do experience time in a different way, but like actually moving about and such? No, I'm a, <laughs> I hadn't heard about that movie, but I was thinking, well, is it maybe a nutrient thing? Is it like, you know, is it take years for them to move? I haven't actually heard anything about it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on a search engine and start, you know, clicking away and see what I come across. But I hadn't realized as far as consciousness, 100 percent, they they can. Um, and it's and they when I was in the Redwoods, that and it's been many times since then as well. But it was more like a collective consciousness um communicating through that tree so i don't it's not like oh there's an entity trapped inside of the trunk of that tree or something no well no more trapped than we are in this body if you think you are then you are i'm not trapped in this body far from limited i'm in fact, in fact everybody right here tell you he's barely even in his body we're talking about me and and i'm joking but i'm not um because i like to stay more metaphysical and pick up on the the stuff of reality and just to add on to that for some reason maybe bell know because He's more aware of the the 3d happenings than me often i find um but something's going on with the moon and stars and what maybe you mentioned bill because of the visuals are now you know i get to see stuff i get to cheat like i say all the time with my sight but it no they're they're coming in physical now because i'm having clients to see the same woo-woo stuff that i see and i know it's not just me and my sight because they're acknowledging even if they just oh it was a quick flash and i can see a whole entity there that makes no difference they're still picking up on it but that is happening more so I'm just kind of pointing that out as well. I, don't remember I think no, I, I think more and more people are becoming aware of the metaphysical nature of the universe, right? Um, I I hear it more and more um, coming coming out of that um, sojourn in the wilderness so to speak that i would i was on for a, a couple years and getting back into um uh, society i guess i really did kind of drop out there for a while though it was a lifeline for sure during those times but um so he he's he's seen you know me out on the edge so to speak or at least heard it on the phone and coming back in it was really refreshing for to hear so many voices talking about energy and um breath work and all of that you know get it's more and more in the zeitgeist which would lead me to believe it's going to be easier and easier for it to show up in our reality if there's more people vibrating at a frequency in tune with it then they're affecting the entire field around them and you know it'll just be easier and easier for it to to become manifest in you know or materialize i guess would be the best way to put it yeah it's like everybody's singing a song you know people singing the same song you can't help to have it you know expand and go and oh yeah that's absolutely happening there's not a i was also asking a podcast uh, something about how many people have to, doesn't everybody have to awaken or do this, that, and the other? I'm like, 
no, that's not a thing. And there's not a set number as far as I'm I'm aware of, and I'm I'm not privy to the the overall book or whatever. Um, it's it's a percentage thing. It just is enough of us, and you know, some. So let's use Ben for example. Um, so a high energy individual like that. Not that everybody doesn't have energy, but he's been working with that a lot. So if he puts his focus or manifesting abilities, imagination towards something. Well, then it's going to manifest to a greater degree as well because he gets, he's not limited thinking, well, you know, my imagination is not real. Yet, even though the person thinking that has the potential to be just as energetically effective as Ben, they're not going to be because they limited themselves. So we need a bunch of those, um, you know, again, I'll just tie it a lead singer like like Ben and Bill and me and others like us that are, that are, you know, walking the talk, as you say, to do it. And then it will kind of push the tide for everybody. Um, holding those frequencies and we'll make it air quotes here again easier for others to do it as well just by by leading by example yeah i mean that makes complete sense because i mean if the more people that are aware of something the more that it's whatever that thing is is going to bleed through and manifest physically again here the more people awaken and re remember like what is actually going on and what's around us and these other you know being open to these other entities that are here to help us, right? Everything's here to help us. Everything's here for our our benefit. Yeah, all that stuff. You guys heard about all that, right? Hundredth monkey syndrome, and I taught it in one of my classes. The whole and I forget all. I'm not going to bring it up and waste your time now. Bring it up, but back in 19 early something, the 40s, a whole track and field thing. The four minute mile was never broken. Um, that's a thing. And then all of a sudden, whoever okay did it broke that, and then everybody else realized, oh, that's a thing. Well. It did. They didn't all of a sudden grow bigger muscles because of it. They just realized it, so that they they removed that energetic limitation of themselves in their head and their thoughts. And then all of a sudden, people were breaking the four minute mile all over the place like crazy. And it's like I don't know how many people have done it now. It's it's thousands. Um, and it's we're not we're still talking about in one generation. So it's not like well they evolved and got bigger, stronger, and faster. No, they became more aware that they're not physical. They're energy. And they ran with the energy, not the physical body. It's different, of course. Well, that's a that's a sinker. I was just reading about that exact thing, the four minute mile on somewhere on the internet earlier this week. And I was looking around while you were talking about it, thinking if it was a, on a book I've been reading, but no, it was. I know it was an internet post. I don't remember exactly where, but yeah, they were talking about the exact same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, yeah, and you know that's not a coincidence. There's no coincidences. It was random. You were thinking about that. I didn't know you were looking into that. Of course, we hadn't chatted. Um, so what? Maybe that psychic thing's real. See, you're having thoughts, and I know, in fact, to the who knows what degree of that. Because so, which makes me aware. Of, so what I'm saying here is, I know without a doubt, I can project my thoughts in somebody else's field, and they will pick up on them. And we've all done it. You know, you can sit around and think about your grandma, cousin, brother, sister, whatever. And all of a sudden, they're going to text you or call you or email, whatever. But I'm talking about right directly in front of you as well, because, of course, there's no distance. Well, then, once I realize that, that I'm doing it, and I do a really strong degree, well, I guarantee I'm not the strongest guy in the room or anywhere else. There's always somebody, you know, more. So what I'm saying is, I then have to be hyper aware of that, oh, wait, that little thought might not be mine. Um, and and even more so, I think Ben was saying earlier too. Wait, thoughts aren't you anyway, and I get that. But on a whole nother level, they they definitely can be um, put in your space. So and I'll use a big. If I have, 
I don't know, I'll just say an issue with somebody here at Mystical Wares for whatever reason. I don't want to get too personal here. Um, and maybe they're just out of alignment with the other individuals. We'll put it that way. I'll do these things energetically and say, and never vocalize anything. Thank you. I appreciate you, but you know, you need to maybe move on or something. You need to clear the space because I'm, you know, I'm kind of being a business owner. I have to average things out, not judging or anything like that. And, you know, I'm walking around things here as you guys are picking up on. So, but I'll do it that way. And it is on the money because we got this place full of cameras. See it, instant response, and then get up, leave, or whatever the deal is that needs to happen at the moment. Because remember, this is just about a, a scenario, not a specific one. Um, but that, and then I remember that going, oh my gosh, I literally, and not just a me thing, can do that. So I better then flip that the other way and realize, oh, and by the way, it does. I walk into, let's say, Walmart, and all of a sudden I start having these other thoughts or feelings. That's not my crap. That's other stuff I'm stepping in or feeling or the thoughts. Like I just push a shopping cart through a pile of anxiety. Well, that wasn't me. So then we always have to wake up in that moment and realize that can happen. Um, on that same line, I'd like it's a fun uh, experiment and, uh, to hone your telepathy. So obviously silently i mean that's that's how telepathy works for the most part um but talk to someone's higher self so if you're having an interaction with someone and it's not necessarily going the way you wanted it to ask their higher self to to rein it in or whatever i, I actually will do it at a gas station you know, with the person behind the counter. Um, and it's really, it's, it's just fun. And you can communicate with their higher self with, you know, if they're tuned in, they're going to know, but you know, there's hundred percent exactly that. You're right. Yeah. You can talk but to if, if, if they're, if they're not aware of their higher self, that doesn't mean it's not there and, and still running the show. Right. So you can, smooth things out and inner you know have a, a better uh, good bad whatever it is right but a a higher vibration if we're using that language um enter the scene and uh, um affect whatever that interaction is yeah no yeah because the higher self appreciates that 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 let's say you or me in the scenario is even acknowledging them on that level so it's kind of like a that you talked about that person playing a computer game, so let's call it The Sims or something, or RPG. Well, then, yeah, if that little character down there being played is, you know, a whole lot of attention, that that higher self or the, the one playing the game is going to, you know, be more vested and make sure their character does do, you know, whatever. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to tie you too much saying it's a character and you're being controlled. I'm not saying all that. I'm just trying to get an understanding across here. But yeah, if you, I agree with Ben 100%, if you are of the understanding and it's just a thought, by the way, you don't have to have a special number or anything like that. You just be aware and choose to communicate to that higher self of that person. It happens. That's how it goes. And then they will appreciate that. And then just like Ben said, tone it down or turn, you know, whatever, you know, how you're trying to affect it. Um, as long as it's always, you know, what's best or in alignment with, with them. Um, and, you know, as long as you're not trying to manipulate and, we, and we're not talking any of that anyway, and we're not. So yeah, that's, that's great to bring up. I'm glad you did. That's interesting because earlier today and, and over the past few days, right, I've been 
telling my angel to go talk to other people's angels, you know, higher selves to, to, you know, help them, calm them down, do what's best for them, right? But that would be just another spin to, to put on the same thing that Derek was just talking about and before that Ben was just talking about, right? If you want to, if you want to use that terminology, right? Everyone's got a guardian angel. I can just say, Hey, my angel, can you zip over here and have a conversation with this person's higher self or angel or whatever? Real quick? Yeah. It's the same thing. Right? Yeah. It's and that the whole idea behind spirit guides is part of that guardian angel, um, vibe. There is, there is a team, you know, ancestors and animals and, and whatever your soul decided it needed this for this incarnation is around you all the time and you know intervening um with the with the unseen things um if need be so but your higher self is the one writing the script so to speak and you know the the whole idea that nothing ever happens to you everything happens for you um it it really is to me anyway that same you're you're communicating with more than just or interacting with on this plane more than just higher selves um a lot of the time so having your angel go talk you know in their angelic language to that that frequency that's around that other person um is hugely beneficial yeah watched the movie michael two days ago with john travolta are you guys familiar uh, I don't know. I have seen it, but it's been so long. Yeah, it was. I came out. I mean, I was I was in my teens, I think, when that came out. But I remember, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I had seen it before, but it came back to me. I was watching as I was watching it, and uh, yeah, yeah. I remember the dog for sure. Oh yeah, the dog gets brought back to life. Spoiler alert. Yeah, angels are a fun topic. It seems that we talk about that a lot on the show. I'm okay with that, um, but I don't want to talk. I don't want. I don't want to um, take up the whole time on my new business before we get into the third segment. Do you guys have anything uh, that you want to share? Something new you learned, or you know, just anything uh, that you discovered or startled you, or you know, anything along those lines? Because the the point of this, I guess, the point of this. This is now that we're in the second segment. I don't know if I described it or not on the show yet on this episode but the the challenge behind this is just to uh, the point and the challenge is to further continue education right let's let's everybody be autodidacts let's be self-taught let's continue learning and pursuing interests that are you know interesting to us and so this is just a space where we can share anything that we want to so well, you already brought up hummingbirds, Bill, and they, they have returned where I'm at as well just recently. And uh, Sunday, well, yesterday, on Mother's Day, um, first thing in the morning, you know, right at, at sunrise, I always try and get out to, to greet the sun. And I had a, a really fun interaction um, with a hummingbird. I was sitting next to a hibiscus uh, that had just bloomed. And it was fun it's and it is kind of for me it's it's a real grandmother energy when hummingbird comes around so it was uh you know really nice on on mother's day and you know 
acknowledging acknowledging the the great mother so to speak um first thing in the morning was was pretty fun and then when i walked back inside my mom was awake and so i got to have uh, a nice morning and coffee with mom on mother's day it was fun awesome yeah mothers and and uh, archangel or michael right they m the m is mary you know the uh, maritime motherly uh, this these m this m energy because michael of course you know angels they're, they're they they are both i guess both or neither sex they're asex they're not a a asexual so like there's female and male to this right and i think that there's something to do with the m here because the m you know mary like i said before like it's just uh, uh maru or I, don't, I think that's uh something else i've heard before but you get the point i'm trying to make like there's a there's a there's a very definite like feminine connection i think or uh, divine feminine energy here and i think that uh, maybe it's been kind of repressed at large in general and it could be the reason why we see so much imbalance around us currently that's speaking of birds um i'm sorry derek go ahead Oh no! Was I here actually on, on what you were just saying? Did I hear birds a few minutes ago? Is, is that what you were going to say? Because I thought I heard birds come over one of your guys's uh, microphones. Well, yeah, I'm sitting. I'm sitting outside. Oh, awesome! So. I, was <laughs> I was like, "That's cool." I, yeah. Am I hearing it etherically? I'm like, I don't know with these two. You never know what I'm going to hear. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, a hummingbird just flew by. You know, earlier, I don't know, caught my eye, but there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot flying around. Yeah, no, that's um, and then I was also gonna say just build off of the um, that that angel thing too. I mean, there's you know, it's always a play of words, but yeah, I don't, I don't. When I communicate, I don't, I don't say male, female. I don't get involved in all that. Um, so it's it's more just you know, and it's and everything's energy. They're crazy guy like me anyway. So it's I'm just communicating with the entity, and I don't I don't even worry about the male female because when I communicate with past loved ones say in a session if somebody came in and so-and-so's relative is has transitioned well i get to see different versions of them so it's not always male and female it just depends um and then depends who i'm talking to because then they'll say the the person who's passed over or trans you know whatever a play of words somebody understands there because they don't go anywhere they're disincarnate so if i'm just totally blunt and just not worry about everybody listening i'll say oh they just got out of their vehicle now they're they're disincarnate they're you know in they're they're not limited anymore they're in their energy body without a restriction so they haven't moved anywhere they haven't gone anywhere they just got rid of a restriction called a body um and then they go from there because they're the same person uh and then from there you know goes on to other other lifetimes as you would call it but what were you gonna say ben well it's just when and that's you know when when a lot of the angelic stuff shows up for me you know, I mean, Metatron doesn't show up standing in a meat suit, you know, I mean, it's, it's a Merkaba or it's a, you know, that's what a lot of people uh -huh. see exactly. the more, more and more people are seeing the orbs out there. That's, that's just energy showing up to say hello, really. Yeah. We're tuning into, and that Merkaba and there's, and there's other geom geometric shapes and sacred geometry shapes. Of course, those I would like, as I, when I teach that, I say, those are more channels 
not an entity, many entities. Yeah. And I know, and you weren't saying that anyway, but I'm just for, for this conversation that so many entities can hold space in those, that channel or frequency and then communicate. So it's not like, oh, Merkaba, that's always so-and-so or this, so no, not all the time at all, actually, because I can jump in that sucker and I'm not Metatron. So, oh, there goes my ear like crazy too. Well, See? and yeah, and if that, if that, if you can get close enough to the orb, right to really focus on what's going on inside of one of those things uh-huh. um i've seen a lot of different stuff inside inside that that sphere of energy right? yeah it's like listening to a song you were able to pick out oh there's a guitar there's a pianist there's a blah blah and then also you can hold it enough to go that so-and-so guitarist in a good mood i know imagine how many layers that is kind of thing and those are levels of perception we can all do if we limit ourselves going oh i can hear the music ah come on so you know there's always more to the story um and i don't believe for one second i pick up at all of it well and i have to thank you again derek after our uh private session um working on that site part of it for me um since then man it is it's better and better every day or weirder and weirder every day however you want to look at that um but yeah you really did flip the switch that that night and uh grateful for sure because it's it's really uh shifted gears for me oh no i appreciate you even saying that and it is all you so here's here's a good description um it's like see you you were always doing everything right uh i guess that's working out maybe you were lifting weights and i just gave you one little tip or trick but then you're the one lifting the weights brother and you're doing oh uh, for yeah. sure but you you definitely uh like you know on know. the on the ones and zeros man you were you tweaked a, a frequency there you know and we like we said we kind of swapped a little bit when when those light beings showed up oh yeah wanted to interact right i mean your audio um, is throwing me off the charts, by the way. When I sit here, I can't even go to a podcast without you now. You ring the heck out of my ears when you're even thinking over there doing things. Like, oh my God, how do I communicate? And have you made a couple of comments about, well, there go my ears again. And that's a, a you thing with your audio. So you're just you know, adept at that as well. So it's, and I definitely pick up on it. Cool. And just a note on angels, the, the the word itself comes from the Greek angelos, if I'm remembering correctly, and it just simply means messenger. So this is really a, I think we've said this before on the show, this is a role that can be filled, which is a function that can be performed, right? So it's not limited to a certain specific one entity, right? This, it kind of reminds me of uh, saints, right? In, 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 in my opinion, and I've heard it said elsewhere that anybody that thinks more of others than they do of themselves is a saint right just because you're not canonized or whatever right doesn't mean i mean you can't be a good person or a saint right well that's yeah well i mean the angelics that i've interacted with like they'll show up in a choir sometimes uh the myriad is a number right so it's uh yeah, it's a fun frequency to interact with for sure. And I, I, you're not wrong in saying it's it's around this podcast for sure. Derek, you un- unmuted. Did you have something? No, I was just gonna. I was gonna say I'm sitting here looking at some trinkets on my desk. I've got some uh, 
Well, one of them is actually called a sacred relic that was gifted to me. Um, I can't get too much of that right now. I can't what, oh, okay. It's a uh, well. It's shaking and vibrating. I'll tell you that, and I'll, I'll get more into it because I got to. You're gonna hear me move my head because I'm looking. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? It's a little. It would look like a little glass bead. It was brought over. I'm just gonna have use the easy terms, and I am not doing a credit. And they were a group of Chinese mystics that came over to another individual that knew about me and tumbling shungite with silver and that whole deal so they were gifted a piece of my cosmic silver shungite it's called put this relic near it and against a little tiny oh geez a little uh see-through it looks like a bubble mine's actually a certain color and they change colors long story short they put it on the cosmic silver shungite and they'd heard stories about these things reproducing themselves well it did it five times which is why i was gifted one of them so I had this little, um, little uh, again, I'll just uh, um, I'll leave it there because I can only say, and I'm getting stopped uh, etherically, just so you guys know, on, and this happens during sessions. If something's maybe not the right time, not place, or or I'm not putting the rest, and there are my ears, putting the, in my terms, recipe out right, because I'm, again, I'm jumping in this so fast because it really grabbed my attention. But this little relic here, um, oh, that's what, um, uh, um, oh, geez, I don't want to, uh, it was i'm gonna use the term chinese mystic but it was a buddha-like individual when they die the story was and i need to go back over this their body turns into certain crystals and things like that again i'm not doing it justice okay well this is what that was this was that crystal pulled from an enlightened you know buddha-like figure over there and there may be another term and then in this these individuals modern day ones had these relics put it in the cosmos and then it multiplied five times in different colors and then they gifted me one of them and that's what's sitting here um and that's what i'm talking about and again i wish i was doing it more justice it just i haven't thought about it in so long and i was like what is shaking and i have a little bowl in front of me actually i have a piece of the giza pyramid right here as well um somebody walked out of it earlier in the year and looked down and it was sitting right there at their feet and that ended up in my hands um so all my energy tools are actually Little, little trinkets like that. I don't mean little trinkets in a negative way. I'm just saying there's a lot of powerhouse stuff here. Um, and this thing's changing colors. This little relic, it's turning into a, a smoky quartz color from a light, I don't know, reddish or pink. So that's what's going on during the podcast. And that's what caught my attention and why I unmuted there. I'm actually putting it back in there now. Neat. So, yeah. Oh, well, I got crystals right here in the hand, three or four. You can grab it. Um, and just show you where the color's been yanked out of them during sessions. And that's where I just need to find somebody who's more into the sciences, I guess, to tell me. I mean, whatever frequency I'm flinging in here, it straight up physically affects these crystals and things. Not every one of them or every time. In fact, it's usually when I'm dealing with an entity or a, a, neg a negative attachment. Yeah. I was going to say, you're hanging on to those crystals, man? Oh, no. Most of them, if they're a negative one, no, they go in the river. Things. I was gonna. I was gonna say mine usually just disappear at some point, but if I don't get rid of them right away, oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah, no, that happens too. Yeah, I don't. And then uh, healerite. So it's actually Washington serpentine. So really, that thing is really pretty green. I've done it in here, and I didn't know I was intuitively had to grab it. I do my whole hand thing that, and we get into now. I looked down. That thing was like a putrid yellow instantaneously because the person had a. I'll just say a negative energy attachment, and I, again, I'm being vague for a reason. Well, that definitely had an effect on it. So, no, that piece ended up in a nearby river that's only about 100 yards away. Um, but it just depends on the crystal uh, or 
lipidolite because some of these things I'll use for the frequency um because like lipidolite's a good one for people that are often they'll they're evidently doctors are prescribing what I loosely call head meds and the Paxils and the Prozacs, all that stuff for so many people nowadays. Well, you don't need that crap. You're not a chemical being. You're an energy one. So there's rocks and minerals that can have the same effect on you, like the zeolites, the apothalites, the lipidolite, which is a purplish one. So for anybody listening, you know, search engine those things up and look into them. Uh, and and they will have an effect on you, especially the, the zeolites and uh, apothalite crystals. You can have them in your environment, and it's a frequency, and they'll straight up change. I'm looking over here at all my crystals, looking for something that's vibrating. Nothing's happening, but <laughs> I do have I have a relic, and I want we don't have time for it this episode, but I will bring it up in the future episode because I think it's a great topic, and I wanted to talk to both you. Uh, Derek and Ben about it because it's such a cool story but it is a relic of uh, St. Anthony de Padua. St. Anthony has been part of my life since uh, exactly from kindergarten through 8th grade <laughs> and, and and beyond because my the, my parents still belong to that parish but um, yeah there there is a I have a relic uh, yeah back to the relic um, there's from a from what I've learned in, in Catholic school there are three degrees or three different stages of a relic I've been going from memory here so but the first degree of a first a relic of the first degree right is like an actual piece of the body or the blood of from you know from the person and a second degree relic would be like a piece of their clothing or something that belonged to them and then I believe a third degree would be just something that they touched like something that they happened to bless or or you know just uh every day you know it could be anything right but uh actually have a, what i believe is a first degree relic from saint anthony i believe it is a drop of his blood on a, a medallion and this is where it sounds that catholics are super creepy because we keep body parts around which was something new right by the way um that wasn't at least not to my knowledge like when when uh christians were being persecuted right they would they would freak people out because they would okay so they would burn somebody at the stake and then all the followers would rush in to grab the body parts and everybody else that's standing around is like what, what are these guys doing this is you know, i mean it looks insane right it looks crazy to the non-christians right quote unquote so so i, I don't know where i was going with that but yeah relics are interesting for sure it sounds like you have a first it would be a first degree relic if it was like a part of the the person right is that what you were saying and then we'll drop the subject because i know it's probably not the time oh well i mean this is um i think what they said was they cremate the body and then they dig through the ashes and then if if the re person reached whatever state of alignment i don't know if they're claiming there was a certain gland that did this or the other but there's these little tiny clear well clearish beads looking thing really small um that they pluck out if that and then if when and that whole story is whole um uh, history behind this but when those we'll call them relics from that point on are in the right frequency they're supposed to do that and this isn't something that happens you know oh six, it happened six months ago no it doesn't even happen all, i don't know lifetimes well that's when it happened um and again i guess they got five of them in, in different colors um and became a big and i'm the only one currently in the united states um that has because it's not something that is usually gifted outside of that whole culture that's um yeah and that's what a big deal it was in fact i've never even talked this much about it and i'm really kind of skirting everything ever 
because it's not something that I'm just, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much I should get into it all. I use it, it's a I use it as a tool to benefit others when needed. We'll put it that way. It's a frequency device, um, which um yeah, can help boost things like Ben and I were talking about a little bit earlier. So with the right intention, yeah, it's a great energy tool. Well, we'll we'll definitely touch back on the whole relic topic in future episodes for sure. I'll make a note of it now. Um, but did there did you have anything specific that you wanted to share for new business? Otherwise, I kind of wanted to get into the third segment because it's super interesting um, stuff to get into, in my opinion. But uh, anything you'd like to add before moving on? I don't have any new business. I don't know if we already has been or not. But no, I'm good to go. Whenever you want to do. Yeah. yeah, Ben had mentioned uh, the hummingbird thing, and something new that I learned that, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, a few days ago, actually, I saw a, a couple of black vultures roost in, in the trees right by my house, black vultures, as opposed to turkey vultures. Turkey vultures are much more common in this area, but I believe what I, we saw were black vultures. And my wife informed me, because she was doing some research, she's the one that identified them, right? But apparently a turkey, or not a turkey, uh, a vulture will projectile vomit when it's scared if it cannot fly away quick enough so in order for it to fly away quicker it will spew its guts and then fly off and i found that mildly amusing you gotta lighten the load man <laughs> i guess so i'm back here laughing too i'm like okay yeah. i guess it makes sense you're trying to fly yeah but uh as an omen i'm I, i'm digging that they showed up um you know they're they're definitely part of the energetic cleanup crew you know, and uh, I I do uh, some energetic janitorial work myself, so I'm I'm always appreciative when the animal kingdom shows up to uh, lend a hand. That's awesome. Yeah, interesting. I never heard of black vultures before. Hmm. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, they were big. They were should have taken a picture, but alas. Um, I did. Okay, so for the third, the third, I guess I'll just quickly describe the, the purpose of the third segment. Is, uh, the point behind it is it's supposed to be inspirational for, for us, for the listener, right? For anybody that comes across this working. And so we try to cover topics that remind us that we have, uh, you know, empowerment comes from within, that we are truly beings of light, and that we're amazing uh, entities capable of anything that we put our mind to, and uh, all this good stuff, right? Uh, and you know, it's just a reminder and the challenge is to, to put it into action, I guess. It's, I don't know, I'm not a, a mirror to the first or the gratitude segment, but it's uh, inspirational. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Inspirational. So we've been covering the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, and we've been going through the book in reverse order. That may sound odd, but I wanted to do that because. It kind of gave some some context behind uh, the you know behind the scenes of, of the four agreements, and uh, we learned that a, a Toltec uh, warrior will there's three masteries that they will strive to conquer I guess throughout their lives, and there's the mastery of awareness, and then the mastery of transformation, and the third one is the mastery of intent or love, which is God. And the, the four agreements specifically deal with the mastery of transformation. And what this is basically is mental alchemy, right? This is just uh, changing, changing, transforming energy and then forming it to your will, if you want to put it like that, right? 
So uh, we have reached the second agreement, which is don't take anything personally. And I have about 10 bullet points written down uh, just from reading, rereading the chapter and highlighting some things and, and pulling them out. And I have about uh, two pages uh, from the book that I wanted to read explicitly just because sometimes the author is able to put things more succinctly in their own words than I am able to try to summarize in bullet point. And actually, this is kind of a been a challenge too because um, he he reiterates the point a lot because it is it seems it, it it makes sense it makes complete sense anybody that hasn't read this book uh, should absolutely do so it doesn't take that long but uh, the, the concepts are so uh, simple yet profound once you take a step back and look at it right that reminds me of Mr. Rogers' show he he wanted a simple and deep message as opposed to complex and shallow. Mr. Rogers is a pretty cool guy in my opinion. But uh, to the to the bullet points for don't take anything personally. Bullet point number one: personal importance is what causes us to take things personally, and this is the maximum expression of selfishness because we assume that everything is about us, is about me, and this is a programmed behavior from our education and. This leads to what Don Miguel likes to call us all domesticated, right? This is something we get through domestication, that we think that we're responsible for everything. Being raised in the Catholic Church, I can pretty much, I I can relate to this a lot. Uh, Catholic guilt is something that I struggled with uh, the other day, actually. I caught myself taking things personally. But anyway, um, the second bullet. Uh, We take things personally by agreeing with whatever was said. As soon as we agree, this emotional poison goes into us and traps us in the dream of hell. And this makes us super easy prey for black magicians. Not taking anything, not taking things personally makes us immune to this emotional poison in the middle of hell. And this is what the gift of this agreement, this particular agreement gives us, is this immunity. When we take things personally, we get offended, and we react by defending our beliefs and create conflict. It is not important what others think about you, because it is nothing personal. They are dealing with themselves, not you. And this goes for both ends of the spectrum, right? So if somebody thinks the world of you, or if somebody thinks you're a giant turd, it shouldn't matter, right? To you, anyway. If someone tells you that a thing you have said hurts them, the fault is not in what you have said. It is that they have wounds that have been touched by what you have said. You become, you, you become merely the excuse for someone to get mad. They get mad because they are afraid and dealing with fear. Fear that you will discover that they are not perfect. If you are not afraid, then you can't get mad. And then just quickly here from the book, I guess this will be its own bullet point. And going off of the the last one, if you live without fear, if you love, there is no place for any of those emotions, being sad, sadness, jealousy. Uh, If you don't feel any of those emotions, it is logical that you will feel good. When you feel good, everything around you is good. 
when everything around you is great. Everything makes you happy. You are loving everything that is around you because you are loving yourself. Because you like the way you are. Because you are content with you. Because you are happy with your life. You are happy with the movie that you are producing. Happy with your agreements with life. You are at peace and you are happy. You live in that state of bliss where everything is so wonderful and everything is so beautiful. In that state of bliss, you are making love all the time with everything that you perceive. So I, I just kind of made that. That's on page 52 of the book. Uh, its own bullet point because that is just a super uh, cool, fun, energy, energetic thing to say into a microphone, for one. But uh, yeah, so the next bullet point is is just reading from pages 54 to 56. Um, pretty pretty short, actually. But uh, but before I get to that, uh, what I just said kind of reminds me of what Ben was talking about at the beginning of the show about gratitude. But uh, moving on to the, the next one. Even the opinions you have about yourself are not necessarily true. Therefore, you don't need to take whatever you hear in your own mind personally. The mind has the ability to talk to itself, but it also has the ability to hear information that is available from other realms. Sometimes you hear a voice in your mind, and you may wonder where it came from. This voice may have come from another reality in which there are living beings very similar to the human mind. The Toltecs called these beings allies in Europe, Africa, and India. They called them the gods. Our mind also exists in the level of the gods. Our mind also lives in that reality and can perceive that reality. The mind sees with the eyes and perceives this waking reality. But the mind also sees and perceives without the eyes, although the reason is hardly aware of this perception. The mind lives in more than one dimension. There may be times when you have ideas that don't originate in your mind, but you are perceiving them with your mind. You have the right to believe or not believe these voices and the right to take what they say and the right not to take what they say personally. We have a choice whether or not to believe the voices we hear within our own minds, just as we have a choice of what to believe and agree with in the dream of the planet, which he calls is, is termed the metote. There's a specific term for that. The mind can also talk and listen to itself. The mind is divided as your body is divided. Just as you can say, I have one hand and I can shake my other hand and feel the other hand, the mind can talk to itself. Part of the mind is speaking and the other part is listening. It is a big problem when a thousand parts of your mind are all speaking at the same time. This is called a metote, remember? The metote can be compared to a huge, a huge marketplace where thousands of people are talking and bartering at the same time. Each one has different thoughts and feelings. Each one has a different point of view. The programming in the mind, all of those agreements we have made, are not necessarily compatible with each other. Each agreement is like a separate living being. It has its own personality and its own voice. There are conflicting agreements that go against other agreements, and on and on, until it becomes a big war in the mind. The metote is the reason humans hardly know what they want how they want it, or when they want it. They don't agree with themselves because there are parts of the mind that want one thing and other parts that want exactly the opposite. Some part of the mind has objections to certain thoughts and actions, 
and another part supports the actions of the opposing thoughts. All these little living beings create inner conflict because they are alive, and they each have a voice. Only by making an inventory of our agreements will we uncover all the conflicts in the mind and eventually make order out of the chaos of the metote. And that's it from the, the book excerpts, excerpts, excerpts. And just two more bullet points to finish to finish off from my notes. Uh, taking taking things personally sets us up for suffering. Uh, by not taking things personally, we avoid many upsets. Anger, jealousy, envy, and sadness will disappear. This does a number of things. This offers us a huge amount of freedom. It offers us immunity to black magic. And it, and no spell can affect you, no matter how strong it may be. When we refuse emotional poison, poison it actually becomes even worse for the sender that's trying to you know, hook you into their their magic, right? And uh, last last point, as we make this agreement a habit, this agreement, the, the agreement of not taking things personally, as we make that a habit, we don't need to place our trust in what others say or do. We only need to trust ourselves to make responsible choices. You are never responsible for the actions of others. You are only responsible for you. That's the, the end of my notes. Um, did anything pop out to you guys from, from that? Or anything uh, you want to add or subtract or, or all the above? Any of the above? Well, a little bit in the first one you were talking about, I liked how you are mentioning, I mean, the gist of it is, uh, you know, you could... I'll just say you can control your frequency. You know your thoughts matter. That you can you hold space, and the more you stay in that that love or uh, positive thoughts and feelings, the more your you know in our biofield aura is that the more it perpetuates. So I just thought it was great that he was getting in all of that, and that you can. Um, and oh, now I use my terms, of course. We can wake up in these moments of stress, anxiety, depression, which are just frequencies. They're not. Uh, an emotion we're in again we just have to wake up in the moment and realize oh and i know it's easier said than done sometimes granted of course but we just have to have that realization and then start singing a new song and eventually that new song or thought or feeling you know positive um direction you want in ahead will perpetuate and get stronger we, you just gotta again just start the process so i thought that was great that that was acknowledged on a couple ways well and and also getting you know, all your parts lined up. Um, it's a lot like Schwartz's internal family system. And, uh, you know, all of being in alignment with all of it and making sure that you know, all of you is all in um, before going forward. I think that's, I like how I put it. The, the thing that jumped out to me, and this is just because I was reading Carlos Castaneda not too long ago, is that he calls that when our mind is existing on the levels of gods, they instead of gods, he uses the term allies. And that's a term that Carlos has written about uh, that shaman using. I forget the gentleman's name, Juan, right? It was Don Juan, right? Yeah. 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 Well, and, and you know, it's, it's a lot like the... Um, ancestors um you know you can look at that in, in much the same way because it's not just you know the ones you knew it's it's your entire lineage when you start getting into that ancestor work and 
we are all connected so you're you're talking to all the ancestors at that point right and which the what i like about that you know sort of earth magic root work uh it is that that barefoot hands in the dirt kind of work that for me anyway that got me tuned into that and it is you know the the gods are if we're talking about you know the planets or we're talking you know what pantheon do you want to go to but it all boils down to that that interconnectedness and if you get yourself in line then you're in line with that frequency as well and everything flows from there yeah and uh, i also love that he brought up receiving without the eyes like the, the mind can see without the eyes everybody talks about seeing with the the mind's eye i wonder how much of that is the pineal gland right That's something to think about um the other thing that kind of was, was pondering as i was writing my notes is that uh, when when a black we'll just say when a black magician sends you emotional poison and you don't accept it it is then for lack of a better term deflected or reflected back to them and it becomes even worse than like that that condition is is then even is is worse for them than what they were trying to imagine you in or trying to get you like roped into right right it that that the energy they were trying to to put upon you is then back in their field especially if you know about it and send it back with love you know well that was um well that was yeah that was where my next my next thought was like well what if you're not a black magician what if you're a white magician and you're sending out good vibes like what if would they, i mean that comes yeah no, you as well, well right it doesn't matter if it's, no, it's still coming back no, knowing your magic is is powerful as well and having that confidence right and you know it's the black magician is just the one who's putting you in that fear and anger state right it's not it's not the some shadowy wizard that you're pissed off at a nightclub or whatever i don't you know it might be but it might just you know be that co-worker or your mother-in-law too that is is sending out that frequency that you need to then send back with love and um <laughs> do not, not take it in you know there's a, a story about the from the buddha um about receiving a gift receiving that anger is much the same way you can say no thanks and if you say no thanks then it's theirs again you know so yeah i, I uh <clears throat> that's that's good input um and what uh, i was going to add was sometimes it might even be who was not even to so i've come across and again i always got to walk around things but such entities that i didn't send anything back i just think now think along the lines of this dissipation so let them throw a punch dodge it don't even give them feedback let them think they did it otherwise 
because then it's always a tit, not always, but it can get turned into a tit for tat thing. And again, nothing is always, always the answer. So I'm not saying this, but in some circumstances, just to add more to the picture, I do um, let maybe them think their thing landed or something like that. I don't mean, so um, meaning don't send back the energy and then it's kind of just dissipates from there. So uh, there's just lots of ways of playing is really my point. I'm not saying yeah. that in this way, um, but yeah, there are other options. Well, I don't, I don't see that uh, that response is verbal really either. It doesn't have to be. It just has to be energetic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I just thought it, it was an interesting illustration of because there, it, it's an illustration of a law, right? Of how the law works, right? It's whatever you whatever you send out, you get back. And in this case, right, he's just he's talking about the negative, like this emotional poison, but it can work. It does work with, you know, the the other type of energy, right? I mean, we're doing it here. We're doing it now in, in the show, send, sending it back and forth. And it's building. Like, it's hopefully, a you know, listener, if you're not catching this live, because we do do this live on Mondays. Try to anyway. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you're, you've noticed an uptick in your own personal energy field since listening to the beginning of this show. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Sharing energies, frequencies, understandings, and then we all benefit and expand. And that's why we like describing it. Um, why we all benefit having, I don't care if it's two, three, four, or five of the chrononauts here or anybody else, we all have different perception levels or ways of describing things so that others can get it um, and pick up on it. Because there's no one concrete way to, you know, let's just say make bread. Come on, how many types of bread are there out there? So it's it's great having all these different um you know, introspections or, or inputs from people. Yeah, and I, I, more the merrier. Uh, speaking of inputs and, and, and people, the other thing that uh, I wanted to emphasize that he pointed out was that the reason, reason is hardly aware of this perception. And by this perception, he's meaning that uh, the mind seeing without the eyes, right? So... Yeah, the, the our our reasoning logical mind can only take us so far, right, to, to a point. And then we kind of have right. to walk by faith, not by sight, right? Yeah, good point. Well, and that's that is part of the, the clairvoyance too, right? I mean that just boils down to clear vision. And so if you can see without your eyes, and that's where you know you're you're surfing those energetic waves at that point and navigating the flow of energy um yeah usually outcomes turn out more fortunate yeah and this, that then it's kind of the point behind this segment is to give us little inspirational tips and tricks of how to bring about manifest all the above and uh that's one of the and uh is, is one of the things i have to work on not saying um and um of course <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we we're not at uh quite at the, the top of the hour but we've we've got a good hour and 45 minutes here so uh I, i'm happy with what we covered as far as the third segment goes, um, 
covered a lot of different topics in the second one and of course gratitudes were were always great uh next i guess next week we will be doing the first agreement which is being impeccable with your word and then uh, after that well i think we decided we're going to do the celestine prophecy um so we might spend a couple episodes or more discussing that so i'll have to brush up on that subject and um that's so yeah, that's that's what's in in store for the future. Do any of you gentlemen have any final thoughts this evening? No, no. I just uh, want to say I appreciate uh, my time with you both, and you know, always I always you know get new breadcrumbs and and synchronicities even line up like they did earlier in the show, and so it's awesome. No, I have a great time being here. Yeah, just grateful to be a part of it tonight. It's a great conversation. It was. It was an awesome episode. Thank you both for humoring me, and uh, thanks for anybody listening live. And of course, after the stream, I usually post these on Tuesday evenings in podcast format. And uh, if you do want to join us live on Monday nights, well, we do have a chat room where you can interact with all the chrononauts that are here, and you can listen live and that is located at chrononautchronicles.com. And until next time, chrononauts, carpe diem. <laughs>